In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I too be up on that kryptonite. What's up, guys? So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Wednesday. It is hump de hump day. We did it. We're halfway through. Halfway through, you guys. So close to Friday. But we got two more days, so let's have fun with them. Today, we have great guests. Uh, I love these ladies so much. Um, they are called the real moms of Bravo. Abby and Vanessa are their names and they have a podcast and an Instagram account. And, um, you know, it's just two more people that I have been lucky to make friends with because of this, this social media app called Instagram, but their podcast is definitely worth checking out. Uh, just, just great ladies. We had the best conversation. It's always a good conversation when you're just kind of like, you, you don't even really know where it went. You just know you had fun doing it. So I hope you'll have fun listening to it. Um, let's cover a couple things before we get into that, though. Just a couple news stories. I forgot, you guys, about um, uh, two things on my weekly recap of what to watch. Uh, on Thursday, on the new, I guess it'll be called, uh, I guess, the Paramount Network. It used to be called CBS All Access, The Real World Homecoming. So they are taking the original real world cast, uh, what, 25 years later, putting them all back in the same loft and seeing what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. The real world. God, I used to love that franchise so much. I still do. I cannot wait to watch this. They're only airing one episode a week. I wish they would just let us binge all of them, but I'm so here for that. And that Paramount Network seems like it has a lot of good stuff on there. So it's another one of those streaming services we're going to have to get. I mean, I feel like this. I feel <laughs> Eventually, we're just going to go back to cable entirely. Like, let's put all of it. I mean, who thought this was a good idea to have this many streaming services that we needed to get? Eventually, there is so much good content out there. We will not have to live our lives at all. It's like, uh, you're not married yet? No problem. There's like eight streaming services. There's no way you can get married or have a family with all this content out there. On top of my daily podcast, I mean, they're just, I'm, I feel for you guys. I feel for myself. Um, so that, and then 
This is something that pains me to say. And I, I've said this many times, but I just don't know why. I don't care about the Royals. Uh, not the baseball team, but the, the, the English Royals, the British, the Brits. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know why everybody is so fixated. Is it that, is it, is it the Meghan Markle? Is it that everybody wants to be a princess? Is that, is that it? But anyways, regardless on Sunday, I believe on CBS, Oprah Winfrey will be doing a sit down interview with Meghan Markle and her husband, the, uh, you know, the Prince guy, Harry. And she's going to be asking the tough questions, folks. It is kind of weird, though. I, the thing that does fascinate me is that this is really unheard of for the royal. And the royals are usually a tight-knit, almost too tight-knit when you think about Prince Andrew. And they should have busted that guy's dorky butt a while ago for the Epstein stuff. But, I mean, this is kind of unheard of for these, like for Harry to say, I don't want to fulfill my royal duties anymore. I'm stepping back. Um, so I'm really curious to see what they will say. And I... I you know, not being into the Royals as much as everybody else is. I found out recently that it really is always huge clickbait uh, Royals material. But this Meghan Markle, people are gaga for her. Like, I just remember her as like the girl from the TV show Suits. And now all of a sudden she's like a princess. I mean, people really seem to. And I, I feel like something like did something magical happen to her? Like, it's like she's like the girl from Suits. And now everybody treats her. I just feel like I'm missing something. It's like it's like Travis Scott's music. Like, why can't I love it as much as everybody else does? Like, I hear it. and I'm like, I just I don't care. But I know I should care. Like everybody else cares. Why don't I care? What is wrong with me that my ears cannot hear Travis Scott's music? What is wrong with me that my brain does not give a hoot? <laughs> give a hoot. I swear to God, I'm turning into a grand grandfather the longer I do this. My brain doesn't give a hoot. I'm going to have a Werther's original for you kids. Sit down on the bench and let's talk about the weather. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Um, okay, so those two things I want you to keep out of look for. I'm, And that you know what sucks is that I'm so invested in pop culture right now that I'm going to watch that dumb interview. Oh, my God. What if I watch the interview and fall in love with the Royals after that? I'm like, oh, my God, I need to know everything. Um, what else? Uh, Daily Mail. Oh, this was interesting. Yes, T.I., you know, T.I. and Tiny. Uh, T.I. has is not returning to the movie Ant-Man 3. He has, uh, they have not, uh, they've released him from the film. Uh, I when, I, when that first came across, my friend sent it to me and I was like, who cares who's in Ant-Man 3? I was like, what? There's an Ant-Man 3? I mean, I actually have seen one and two, but uh, I just, you know, I wasn't like T.I. is a crucial part of the Ant-Man universe, which is a Marvel film. But then he was like, no, no, you idiot. Look, what it really means is that, um, you know, he was possibly let go because of the allegations, uh, the sex trafficking allegations against him and his wife, Tiny. So uh, I guess we'll find out more about that. We have not heard uh, his side of this at all. So I am, uh, you know, and, and when I did this story a couple weeks ago with uh, Laguna Biatch, you know, a couple people did write in and say, like, you know, remember, this is innocent until proven guilty. So uh, we will wait to see what comes out with that. Also, uh, hola, everybody, Alaria Baldwin and Alec E. Baldwin, they have had um, this actually, I talked about this already. They had uh, another child. Um, and this, you know, there was a lot of debate on, uh, first off, what, <laughs> like what happened? 
wait, what? Um, but how she did it, because she couldn't have been pregnant. It wouldn't have matched up the date with her last baby because, you know, her last baby was born six months ago to their fifth child. So this is their sixth child. Um, but uh, Alec is in fun for. OK, so this is their children's names, uh, all Spanish inspired. Carmen, Raphael, Leonardo, Rom- <laughs> Romeo, Eduardo and newborn Lucia. Um, and that's the new the, the newborn is, is named Lucia. Uh, so all Spanish names, they did not like we had theorized, potentially named the baby something non-Spanish just to, you know, go like, OK, we get it. We went too far. So they're, they're still going with the Spanish name theme. But um, Alec on Instagram is fighting with trolls, which is just always like, Alec, don't do this. You're, it's just not it just makes you look crazy, even though we get it. You're passionate about your family. It just never works to respond. Uh, but yeah, Daily Mail is reporting Alec Baldwin unleashed a furious tirade at Instagram trolls who questioned the paternity of his newborn daughter, Lucia, telling one user to, quote, shut the fuck up when asked about the arrival of his youngest child, whose birth was announced just six months. Blah, blah, blah. The 62 year old SNL star told one Instagram user to shut the fuck up and mind your own business on Monday evening after being asked who is the mother of his baby girl. Um, so there is, uh, I believe I live for Bravo or one of the Bravo accounts did like found out some information and, uh, found out that Hilaria was following a surrogacy, uh, site and, um, they had the surrogacy surrogacy site, uh, did a congratulations post to a and H that post was then taken down. And they put up another post and then they put up a third post and deleted the first two. So we're pretty sure this is a baby uh, via surrogate. So I'm just so curious, though, because uh, I said this before, but we have multiple instances of their fifth child being born and Alec publicly saying this. Yeah, this is our final child. So they when he was even saying these things, they must have already been playing for uh, surrogacy. Um, so, you know, I, good for them. Good for them. Uh, it is weird because, I mean, it's just a weird time all around, and we still haven't got a lot of answers about why Hilaria did what she did. Uh, further news, uh, in today's interview, we do talk more about Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin, uh, but they are still in Miami. They stepped out uh, into a couple's lunch at a Miami restaurant where they ran into the rapper Offset, and have a cheerful chat, according to the Daily Mail. Don't you love the Daily Mail headlines? This is their headline. Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin step out to couples lunch at Miami restaurant, dot, 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 where they run into Offset and have a cheerful chat. Like, I, like why the cheerful chat part? Can we put the cheerful chat in the article? Like, our, I mean, sometimes the Daily Mail's articles are fully in their headlines. There's no need to read the article. In fact, I feel like half the time you'd go into a Daily Mail article halfway through, they're like, we're kidding. The information was in the title. Um, I always get a kick, a hoot and a holler out of that. Um, Chris Harrison, uh, disgraced Bachelor host Chris Harrison, who we actually talk about in today's interview as well, will be speaking uh, about the Bachelor controversy he is currently going through on Good Morning America soon. So I feel that will be in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Like I said, this guy must be panicking, really must be panicking because I think he realizes what he has done, uh, let alone be the wrong thing to say, but that he could potentially have, have, have has fucked up one of the best jobs that you can ever get in television. I mean, ever. 
He could have been working on this thing 15 more years, and now he runs the risk of like letting having to go. I mean, that's just a painful, painful thing because, I mean, I'm telling you, it is so hard in this industry to get steady work. Uh, okay, let's see here. Jersey Shore, you guys. I love Jersey Shore. I really do. It has a soft spot in my heart. Always. I, I really do. I still check in with the new one here and there. I like that the guys, I like that they all are kind of a family. They really have become a family. I think Mike, the situation Sorrentino is one of the only reality show characters that actually has made a successful transition to a good guy that has had a a character arc where he put the work in, got sober, did prison time. And I believe he's very inspirational in that way. I'm like not even saying this in any kind of a joking way, but uh, if you guys know, Snooki retired last season and said she was done with the show uh, to spend more time with her family. You guys, Snooki is back. Snooki has been spotted filming with Angelina. Angelina. Um, so that's exciting that Snooki might be back to Jersey Shore. I think that's, um, you know, I think that's the right thing. It just feels right, you know. Uh, okay, here's an article that I thought was interesting uh, in the uh, dude shut the F up and sit down category Perez Hilton says the framing Britney Spears documentary is just quote exploiting her again and insists she's not a prisoner in her house under her conservatorship um so uh Perez I guess did an interview for Kiss FM uh last Wednesday and said that the film was ex- exploitative and not journalistic and I'm like dude you just you just you're part of that documentary in a very bad light. You're part of the problem. Really sit your ass down. You should not be saying what this documentary is or isn't. Uh, he's like, part of me feels like this documentary is a for-profit venture. It's about ratings disguised as investigative journalism. Dude, this is the New York Times, Perez. This isn't your your website. But by the way, I would love to interview Perez one day. But it is silly when it's like, dude, take your lumps. You did this. Apologize and sit down. Learn something. Uh, Perez claims there was no new information in the documentary, which is kind of true, actually. But to a lot of people that are not aware of what was going on, this was all new. So, you know, this isn't for fans. It was mainly for the public of like explaining the story of what Britney Spears has gone through these last 20 years. Uh, Really hardcore fans know all of this stuff. But the important part of this documentary was for the bystander was for, you know, people that that aren't deeply involved to go, this is what is happening. Um, so he also explained, yes, her life is controlled. Yes. Things have to be controlled by the conservatorship. But if she were to say, I want to go shopping in Beverly Hills, the conservator would arrange that for her and her bodyguards. Perez, shut the fuck up. I mean, really? He goes, I know her well enough to know she won't say things she doesn't believe in, he said. I'm curious to hear from Brittany herself. I don't think we will see her out of the conservatorship for another five years or so. Uh, Okay, man. You know, but once again, this is like the chain of pop culture thing is he's out there doing interviews, getting his name out there because of Britney Spears again. So it is just like this wild, wild circle. Um also, Hilaria is back, back to Hilaria. She is back to Instagram storing her mothering journey, doing what she does best. Uh, you know, she's making pumping jokes. Uh, you know, hopefully the same old magic that Hilaria had before we discovered she was lying about her nationality. will be back. Only time will tell. This is a good news story, you guys. Dolly Parton gets her first dose of 
the vaccine. Uh, Dolly Parton, country star 75, who I want to remind people donated $1 million to COVID research in the beginning. She helped fund the Moderna, the Moderna vaccine. She got her first shot and sings vaccine vaccine to the tune of her hit song, Jolene. Oh, I love that so much. Dolly Parton seems to really kind of know what's up. Uh, Ashley Darby, we talk about this in the interview today. Uh, she gives birth to her second son. She shared this on Instagram. Um, so congratulations to Ashley Darby. Uh, I guess Michael was a part of that, but uh, congratulations to Ashley Darby and baby Dean. Ashley Darby and baby Dean. And last but not least, this story really upset me. Olivia Rodrigo who is the hit song driver's license. Olivia Rodrigo 18 reveals Pete Davidson is her biggest celebrity crush. Okay, Pete. Pete, if you're listening to this podcast, first off, I didn't expect that, Pete. That's really cool. You listen. Thank you. Secondly, keep your dirty dick away from Olivia Rodrigo. I do not like, like, listen, Pete's fine. Pete is fine, but he has gone through a string of women and I do not want him anywhere near 18-year-old Olivia Rodrigo. I don't even love driver's license, but she's 18 years old. Now, this this is how this works. Now, Pete Davidson, he's like, hey, the Olivia Rodrigo, she's, she likes you. She says, you're a crush. Then he contacts her, and then all of a sudden, we're getting paparazzi photos. I don't like it. Pete, please do us all a favor and stay away. I mean, unless we could get a, like, you know, Olivia... I wonder what kind of song Olivia could write about Pete, you know, and also she, we know she has a driver's license from that song, so she can drive to, I think he lives with his mom still in Jersey. So that's just scary. Like, by the way, cause that you don't want her to continue to write songs. Like, is she going to write a song if she loses her driver's license or gets a DUI or something? I don't Anyways, anyways, it just upset me. That story made me really boil. And I don't dislike Pete Davidson. I just don't like Pete Davidson with women. Even though so many women have a crush on him, there's just something I just think I think he needs some alone time to figure it all out. So that, you guys, is the day in pop culture. Uh, remember, if you, you like this, rate it five stars. If you want more, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Uh, thank you to my uh, my my lady, Maritza Lopez, who does all of this digital artwork. She's my digital producer. Uh, she is doing a post each day for each guest, and she is just thebomb.com go follow her at maritza.gif m-a-r-i-t-z-a dot g-i-f uh, if you guys need any kind of like um, uh, cool graphic design she is the lady to go to so 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 flipping talented thank you maritza for all of your work uh, okay, you guys, we've done it. We're, we're to the interview. Uh, Abby and Vanessa, real moms of Bravo. Um, I'm proud to call these ladies my friends. They're funny as hell, really smart. They know about mothering. I don't. So we get into that a little bit. We get into Jack's, of course, because I'm obsessed. We get into all of it. So kick back, enjoy. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Oh, yeah. By the way, Thursday, I have, I'm so excited, Nomi Fry. One of my pop culture heroes, she writes for The New Yorker for the last three years. Uh, she is just a genius. I cannot wait for you guys to hear her. I did the interview today. I had a blast. I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye. Jolene, 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 Jolene. 
Guys, I am so excited because this isn't really a, th- these next guests. This won't be a show for me. This will be hanging out with friends, and I've invited you along with me. So don't screw it up for me, you guys, because I like these these our next guests. Um, you might know them from their insanely popular Instagram account, or you might know them from their podcast. If you do not know either, what the heck is wrong with you? Um, you should go follow them on Instagram and go subscribe to their podcast and hit five stars immediately. Uh, or, you know, if you have kids, you might have a kinship with them because supposedly they have kids as well, which would uh, make their name actually make sense. Actually, that'll be my first question if they actually have kids. Uh, but regardless, let's just get into this because I want to have fun. Uh, they are called the Real Moms of Bravo. Abby and Vanessa, welcome back to the show. You just cracked the case. We actually aren't moms. That's what I knew. See, I knew it. And you guys are Hilaria Baldwin in this. And I know something is weird and off. How do you say a baby? How do you say dice Eduardo? (laughs) (laughs) What is Spanish for El Podcasto? Um, Just so everybody knows the voices, uh, please say hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. That's me, Abby. (laughs) Please say hi, Vanessa. Hi, I'm Vanessa. Okay, perfect. I just want because sometimes when you have two people, you get confused with the voices, and I want people to really know your voices. So when you guys break up as a duo, people will know which is which. Do you guys ever Ooh. get scared? Is there is the success getting to be too much where there are inner fighting, inner turmoil between the real moms? We fight all the time, <laughs> all the time. Vanessa's a huge bitch. That, um, no, that and that's what Dubois says. There was a lot of blinds, and I thought it was yeah. about Vanessa. If, um, <laughs> Obviously. I mean, I'm recording in my bedroom, so that says a lot about me. Vanessa is uh, obviously on a bed, but she has like a professional mic with like the wind cover on it and then a huge glass of wine as well. And then uh, before we started, she was like, I think my I think my kids saying something outside. And then she just listened. And then I was like, "Okay, I could do mothering. This this is good. It's all you Um, do. Okay, so just to catch everybody up, you actually are moms, right? We are, yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, you we are friends. Children. You, we okay, are so moms and friends and people. We're uh, not just moms, don't. we're people too. I feel like that's getting <laughs> greedy now. You guys are getting greedy. Um, you've been friends for how long? Oh, um, 15, 16 years. Well, we met when we were like sophomores, like sophomores, 2005, 2006. Yeah, so we're going on like 15 years. And you guys discovered your love, mutual love of Bravo at college, right? Well, we're so old (laughs) that Housewives premiered right as college was wrapping for us. So it was like our, you know, first glimpse into like the professional world. We had a happy hour and we started talking about it. That was college life. Yeah. It's how we connected over Bravo. That's it. Wait, uh, what was Abby? What was the thing that you had posted where you did like an all shots night where you just drank yourself to oh, death yeah. or something. What okay. I guess this is a Missouri thing. Maybe like maybe some neighboring States have picked up on this, but for girls, they it's called when you turn 21, it's called your shot night and you go out and you're supposed to be tw- do 21 shots for doing 21 years old. And then your friends make a book and each person is assigned a number. So like shot three shot eight, and it's like a scrapbook and you have to sign it throughout the night and write down like what shot you took, where you took it, what time. Oh. 
And I, I don't know what my goal was actually 30 shots. So I was kind of disappointed in myself. Um, I fell short and I think, what did I end up at like 26 or 27? It's pretty gross. Wait, do you, I mean, what, I also I mean, have one. Wait, you did a 21 thing? Yeah, too? it's like a thing. I mean, I have one too. I, I need to dig it up and share some pictures of mine, but I also have a collage of <laughs> Drinking. I mean, I just feel 21 shots and it just seems like it, like, I mean, that, I mean, I, I enjoy a drink, but that just scares me to even hear, like, I saw that story and it kind of like, I, my stomach got tight and I was like, oh no, uh, did anything insane happen for either of you guys that night? A lot of the shots are like easy ones. They're not like one, like asshole got like bought me like tequila. Um, like, and I shouldn't say asshole because they bought me Patron for my 21st shot, which is like a nice tequila, but, um, most rich, of them are, a rich asshole, a rich asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like most of it's like mixed with like juice and stuff. So it's not like you're doing just straight shots of vodka. And I'll say like for girls, we start at like five o'clock and you eat like dinner and then you don't really like finish your shot until like 2am. So it's over a, but you, you're very drunk. I was done at 10. And when I say <laughs> done, I was like done, <laughs> like gone. I puked and rallied, which like now I feel like an idiot even saying this, like it's a cool thing, <laughs> but it's not. But I had shot 15, which was a lunch table shot, which I don't even know what that is, but it was a bigger shot. I think it was something with orange juice. And I puked, took a break, got it together, got it together, and then um, died and passed out and went to bed. I like uh, like the men of Southern Charm. You guys are romanticizing uh, potential alcoholism, like they romanticize cheating. You know, um, you know, yeah. It's, <laughs> it sounds really bad, and it, I will. I mean, it is. I will say Mizzou, where we went to school. Like, if you went into the bathrooms at any of like the buildings where they like were doing big lectures and stuff, it was like why you shouldn't do twenty one shots, like. Uh, lots of warnings about it. My mom begged me not to do it. And I mean, of course I did. I love that this is like a thing in Missouri where like people are like warning people and there's like like the legend Sounds of the so I also shots. had like penises drawn on me with like a Sharpie. Uh, when you passed out? At the end of the night. No. Yeah, like, that's, while oh. I was awake. I wasn't oh my even God. passed out. My, my first thought of that was like, oh my God, that's what Amelia Hamlin's going to do next. It's like a hard nipples and then she's just going to start drawing penises on her. Like, notice me, notice me. Um, oh, mom, that was really hard to see that picture. It's, it was a yeah, lot. Well, I wanted to, maybe we'll start there then because, uh, I had just learned that thankfully the Lord, uh, answered my prayers and the Rinna Hamlins are not getting their own reality show on E. Um, were you guys excited about that or would you like to see the Rinna Hamlins live? I have no desire to see them on screen because I think it'd be so manufactured and not truly real that I don't have any desire. And Amelia's relationship with Scott really grosses me out. And especially being a mom to two girls. I I mean, I don't know, 19, 37, I'm 35. Like the thought of any of my girls growing up and dating a guy i can't do math that fast but a lot older than them <laughs> yeah it really just grosses me out i also worry like the mental health state of the girls um being on the show delilah seems to kind of have separated herself she's not really she has a well, boyfriend she, but she's yeah but isn't really... her boyfriend somebody from love island oh i, I think know. so i think oh, really? so. i think so <laughs> which i wonder if she's like bummed she's like i'm not getting the press coverage that my sister is Maybe. I don't, I just feel like for Amelia, 
I would just worry the toll that like a show like that would take on them because they're going to try to compete with the Kardashians. And so it's like, somebody's going to have to get pregnant. Someone's going to have to be in like a horrible relationship. There's going to be all these things. Cause the one thing with the Kardashians, there's so many of them that they could have so many different storylines, but with just two kids, like they're going to have to have all these storylines on their own. And I think Rena would push them to do it. I also, I've thought about this a lot, way too much more than I'd yeah. like to admit, but Rena, so I played this out of my head. I was like, okay, if I had a 19 year old dating a 37 year old, like I would shut that down immediately. But then I thought being Hollywood, Amelia probably has her own apartment. She's we probably stuck or get it in realizes yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. As an apartment. This is a kid who's not treated like a kid. She's treated like an adult in the sense that she has her own place. She's making her own money. And then it's like, do I want to see my kid or she could act like cut me out completely? Like, this is like this, this is a little deep, but this is what was going through <laughs> my head. Cause I was trying to like empathize for Rena for a little bit. I'm like, okay, I don't want to like mom shame her too much. Cause you know, what if her daughter is like, I fine, I will never talk to you again, or you can't get a yeah. hold of me and I'll change my number and change where I live because she has the money to do it. Well, when in reality, I think Rena is like, this is, she is, she's living high on the hog right now. This is like her dream. Like Scott Disick. I mean, I mean that, I mean, I go to the like kind of extreme of it, of that. She extremely likes this. And by the way, we saw, she was commenting on a lot of people's posts of like, yeah, you know, kind of, I think there's an enjoyment factor for this because I know Chris Jenner is an idol of hers. And I mean, my, my fear was like, Oh my God, are we going to get like a Ray J Kim sex tape from Amelia and Scott, you know, is, is Rinna going to be that Chris Jenner where she's like more of a manager, a momager than a mom. But like, I always like, I fantasize, not fantasize, but I've thought about too much of like what that Harry Hamlin, Scott Disick meeting would be like. Oh God. That's a lot to process. I, but I'm like you, right. I think Rena loved this. I think Amelia's like, Hey, Scott Disick slid into my DMS. And Rena was like, DM him back. You're going to date him. This is happening. Like I just picture her loving this. Um, cause I think she loves attention and I think she likes being relevant any way possible. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, the Lisa Rinna that I grew up with as a kid, you know, was after like Melrose place after and like kind of falling, like, and I knew her and this is not in any kind of joking way was I knew her as somebody that had botched plastic surgery and because of the lips and I'm not, that's not even a joke. She was like, she was actually, I was like a Howard Stern listener. I remember her being on Stern and you know, they, she talked about her botched lip surgery and that's how, and then she got housewives and she's kind of created this whole other neat, like this whole other career for herself. But it is, um, it is weird now how it all kind of ties in. Now we're bringing Kardashians into it. Also, why are they always, I'm just even like the little things like, we're just allowed to fully vacation now. Like how long is this vacation that they're on? It feels like they've been at this beach area for like years now. I mean, I feel like when you have money, all anything goes. I and mean, we've seen that throughout the pandemic, people just vacationing and forgetting about a small Midwestern folk. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's a strange thing to play out. I think you both have really good points. Run up probably is enjoying it. This is like the like softer side of B where I'm like, you know, <laughs> so it's like maybe she really does care, but no, let's be real. She probably likes it. She did the Depends commercial. I remember all of that with Rena. So she's liking this um, 2.0, 3.0 version of that family. 
you brought up, you said, you know, the softer side of uh, uh, Vanessa, you know, um, the, <laughs> I mean, but like, I, I feel like sometimes like that, I need to get more of my softer side back that watching these shows, unfortunately for me has like hardened me like a criminal where I don't believe anything anymore. Like I'm so like, I don't like conspiracy theories in like QAnon or any of that crap, but <laughs> I will gladly believe a conspiracy theory about Bravo. Like, oh. w- do you guys, the deeper you get into this, I mean, has it made you more empathetic or has it made you like, what are these guys pulling on me this week? You know, I well, I mean, it's amazing. I wasn't fired from my previous job. If you guys have been following for a while, I would spend days going down rabbit holes on stuff, trying to like break like a conspiracy or like figure something out. There was that whole Brandy Glanville when they filmed and there was like, I truly believe that they filmed that conversation about Denise after they got back from the trip. Yeah. They made it look like it was before. There's just a lot of things like the outfit Teddy was wearing. And she said she had gotten back from doing the podcast, but that podcast, according to her post filmed after the trip, they were in New York for BravoCon, And then they left like a day and a half later, they wouldn't have flown from New York to LA to then like, there was just so many, like, so like, yeah, I get, I totally go into these conspiracy theories and I am always looking for like, Something that shows us like it's a little bit more fabricated or fake, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want it to be fabricated and fake too. It's very bizarre. I yeah. like, it's very messed up. I want it to be so real. I want it to be like, and I feel like we can handle it. I'm like, I'm an adult kind of, I can handle this. Like, please give it like, I, I want it to be real so bad where I'm like, I want to institute a fine. If we find out you're faking, like if it's like $5,000 or like Meredith Marks, you can't disengage either. Like once fine. But if you disengage repeated, you get fined every disengagement, you know, you're there to engage. Melissa like, Gorga should be fine for like the, the extra sister, the baby. Like there are so many bad storylines there. But he, what are you guys thinking of Jersey? Cause I, Jackie, I, I thought the first episode was so great. And then the second episode, Jackie didn't go on the trip. And I'm like, no, that's unacceptable. You're there to go on the trips. You do not have a choice in the matter. What do you guys think about that? I mean, again, this is, this is, you know, how Abby and I balance each other out in some ways. Um, <laughs> Not saying that I'm always this softy, but I don't know. I feel like Jackie is smart in the sense that she doesn't want to have an explosive fight. Like she's, she doesn't want to make great television. It's not really her brand for her. She'll make a little more analogies, but she doesn't want Teresa to, um, pummel her I don't know if that's a word I want to use but <laughs> and like you know like go off, like hard in Jersey on her and then like take away from the fact of the rumor she started I think it would turn more into oh my god Jackie just got owned by Teresa why wouldn't she stand up for herself and she didn't want that narrative yeah I had the same thought like I actually kind of liked that she didn't go only because I think it would have been I don't know if it would have been great television I think it would just been Teresa yelling at her constantly like she'd get up to go to the bathroom and she'd be like yeah go to the bathroom and tell everyone my daughter's doing coke in there so, like it would always go back to that yeah comparison which like i'm still go back and forth like i think it was truly an analogy but i also think jackie probably knew Teresa doesn't even understand what an analogy is i mean she calls it ingredients oh i mean definitely you know I mean, they, like none of us none of us I don't think anybody watching goes, oh, Teresa understands analogy. I mean, I think yeah. we all that, that, by the way, united the Bravo audience. Like we all yeah. hate Jax and we all know Teresa doesn't know what an analogy means. Yeah. Like Teresa is just, she's not, she's not the brightest and that's okay. That's part of, I think that's totally part of her character. That's, yeah. It makes her great. 
And so I was like, Oh, like I go back and forth. Like I think Teresa totally made it up. I don't know what I want to know. And this is where like, I'm going to go down like a conspiracy theory one day. Did, did a producer tell her to make up the rumor? Yes, because she just strolled. You guys, the first episode, we talked about this. She strolls into that party, looks a little bit lit already, and just like casually drops, you know, he does uh, stuff at the gym, I hear. And then I was like, what, like like legs? Like legs and arms day? Like, I mean, what does he do? And they, no specificity in it at all. And then she just proceeds to go from person to person saying it. And I'm like, do you... Do you warn the producers that's going to happen? Do the producers let you know, like, hey, Teresa, I hear he does stuff at the gym. And she like, do they plant a seed? I mean, like, do you guys have any, did anybody send you info about any of this? No, but I will say in watching it, I made my husband watch it with me. Uh He's like, oh, he does steroids at the gym. That makes sense. Like that was all he, he's like, it's steroids. I'm like, they don't talk about steroids on Housewives. Like it is not, they're not, she's not saying uh, steroids, Uh, but we, I mean, we haven't gotten any information other than the fact that it does seem like from like what we've heard from people that know the cast, that they all are kind of team Jackie, which was a little bit surprising. Um, just knowing that Teresa's an OG. Well, you guys just talked to uh, uh, Jackie, right? <laughs> and and did you talk to Margaret as well? We Mar- did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting insane guests. And I want to, I mean, is this over on your Patreon or their main feed? Our main podcast, Real Moms of Bravo, wherever you're listening to this one. No, exactly. So you guys talked with both of these. What did you find out from these ladies? So, you know, I will say like Abby and I, I would in the Bravo sphere and with our guests, we try to learn a little bit more about them as people and we try not to focus as much on the show. Um, So in both interviews, it's a little bit more just about them. Um, Marge, we talk about you know, her advice she has. She talks about her book. I mean, some of it's a little fluffy, but I I think you kind of get a sense of who they are. And if there's anything that I've learned and Ryan, I wonder your thoughts too, by talking to some of these Bravo labs, what you see is what you get. Like I've, I've not talked to one person yet and been like, oh my gosh, you're so different than what I would have expected. Like they're exactly how they present themselves on TV most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I talked to Luke a couple of weeks ago from summer house and I, I empathized with him more afterwards, but essentially he was the same person. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, essentially the same person you're right. There isn't any kind of like shocking, but I do like that aspect of being able to learn more about somebody. Like if you like them on the show, then, I mean, you would want to know more about them, you know, um, who, uh, so you got to interview both of them. Was the Bravo rep on the whole time too? Well, so that's the other thing. So everyone's like, how did you not ask about the, so they're like, how did you not ask about the premiere? So with Marge, we had recorded that p- before the premiere. So that was for our hundredth episode. So we were like trying to line up different people. And so Marge was able to do it like three weeks before we were going to release the episode. Jackie, it was the day after the premiere. But oh, my only- God. oh my God. Oh my God. That's so exciting. It was wild. Um, and we talked to her a little bit before, but we tried to keep it like, you know, not ask too much about it. Um, but the whole reason why like we got it approved and the reason why I didn't have to go through NBC and Bravo. And for those listening, how you're like, why aren't there more housewives on podcasts? It does feel like NBC and Bravo are kind of taking the stance of like, we're not putting them on podcasts anymore because they say stuff they shouldn't. It is so hard. It, yeah. It's like a process. It like, I mean, you basically have to like sign it like your firstborn child away and stuff. So basically the route we've taken is like, we won't talk about anything on the show. We're going to talk about you like with Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany moon, like 
we will not ask a single thing about the show. And then Bravo was like, or NBC more was like, okay, she can come on. So that's kind of like the, the way we've been able to get these people. So we being kind of rule followers have stuck to that. Yeah. And plus their moms. And honestly, like as, as mothers ourselves, I'm always interested in their thoughts and opinions and um, just kind of learning them a little bit more learning, get to know the people. Well, I mean, I I love your Instagram account because you guys not just put like the Bravo news and stuff like that, but you know, like Abby will be like, oh, it's Monday. Let's go get them and stuff. And like, <laughs> it actually is kind of like, I dig that. Like I need that kind of stuff. And you actually do like a really great blend of all of that stuff. And, and you also reach, I mean, unfortunately I can't uh, appreciate this. Like a lot of people, but a lot of mothering tips and mothering stuff. I mean, are you guys learning from your audience as well? Do you get a lot of uh, you know, do people DM you things like mommy tips, if you will? Yeah. I mean, I think more than anything too, it's like, uh, and <laughs> this might sound like weird, but for other moms out there, it feels like there's kind of like this shift in motherhood where it's like, it's okay to say like, it kind of sucks at times. And it's not like this, like dream and the whole like June Cleaver days and, uh, Instagram makes it harder, right? Cause like some of these people, it looks like they make every single day Disney world for their children. And you're sitting at home. Like I just served them stale Mac and cheese, you know? And like, and I was exhausted and that was the best I could do. So it, it's like nice, more so connecting with other moms and even women, um, just about like kind of feeling that same way. And so like, it just, for us, that's been comforting, but I'll say like, we'll put something out there about like our kids not wanting to do something or not wanting to eat something or try something. And we'll get like a hundred messages on just different advice and tips. We also are huge proponents of just mental health in general. So I feel like that's a side of motherhood that's been more and more discussed, especially um, postpartum, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, or just the toll, um, the mental load that comes with motherhood at times. So we try to be pretty transparent and real with that, especially in our own experiences. Um, So, I mean, our audience has been very receptive to that and people have been very kind and kind of sharing their stories. And, you know, some people, especially during a pandemic, I've realized don't have a lot of support or may not have a lot of community. Um, So sometimes the internet becomes your community, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I I know this is like real, I'm considering this like real moms after dark, you know, (laughs) like, I guess my big, like, how the fuck do you guys do this? Like, how did the, like you raise kids, you do a podcast, you do the, and you guys are hands-on with all of these things. I can barely make my bed like Carl does in summer house. And I mean, how do you guys manage all of this stuff? Wine. Um, no, I knew it. I knew it. Someone's going to like, someone's going to be like, quit the mommy wine culture. That's a whole other thing. There's like a big debate. I love the subsections of, uh, uh, mommy (laughs) culture. That's amazing. Oh, it's, that's a whole nother world. (laughs) Ryan, you would die if you knew the, I mean, I'm kind of glad that we're not like a full on mom account that we have like mom and Bravo because. Oh yeah. Cause I don't consider you guys a full on mom account at all. In fact, yeah. Very, I mean, not very little. We, we but dip like, our toe, yeah, but yeah, there. It's never like oh, I'm going to skip this. Like when you guys pop up, I'm like, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> but it's like the mom, the mommy Instagram world is kind of crazy. But as far as um how we do it all, we're both. I don't know. We're both kind of insane. Like I remember we were texting about it, and I was like, I'm glad that neither one of us knows how to half-ass something because it was like, oh, this is just going to be a fun little hobby. Like 
we're not going to go crazy with it. And then it was like, how do we make money? How do we get like sponsorships? How do we get free shit? And then it's like, let's do a Patreon. Let's have guests. Let's do like, and so it spiraled. Um, I well, I mean, really I know how fun. much work comes in. It's, I, I was going to say it's fun. Yeah. No, it is fun. It's just all the other work and keeping up with everything. And I can't imagine what it's like then keeping up with actual breathing, living people that are like depending on you uh, for guidance and everything, you know? I think, you know, going back to mental health and not saying it's all based on that, but I think having a creative outlet and something that you can control, there's so much of motherhood that you can't control. You can't control if your baby's going to sleep through the night, you can't control when your toddler's going to get potty trained. There's so much of that, that there's so much things in your day that isn't by the book. And this is something that Abby and I want. It's a creative outlet and it's fun. We've got to meet people like you. Who I mean, that's what a, what a, what a, what a, what a prize. Wow. I know. Right. <laughs> um, get to talk to you, but it's also just something we love. We're both journalism majors. We I've always had aspirations of interviewing and talking to people. And like Abby said, we don't like to have fast things. And I mean, being told not that anyone's necessarily tell has told us no, but I just kind of like this analogy, but being told <laughs> no, like makes you like work 10 times harder. Like it's just kind of motivation And I know, and Brian, I don't know about you, but I guarantee most of our friends when Abby and I started this did not think it would manifest to this point where it is now. Yeah. And I I like to prove people wrong. It is. I mean, well, have, I mean, my real like friends on the outside world, I really haven't seen, I mean, I'm starting to see them in this last week. People have all of a sudden decided it's okay to see me again, you know, but it's like weird, uh, the readjustment period, the reacclimation period and explaining like, well, I've been in my room podcasting for a year and it's really then to try to explain that to other people and they see it and they're really proud of it, but they don't understand. And they don't know, like if, if somebody, if one of my friends dipped into this podcast, uh, 15 minutes ago and heard us just talking about Rena and stuff. They'd be like, I literally, what language are you speaking? Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, cause it's a very specific type of amazing, amazing person that knows what we're talking about. The, I feel like with Bravo, it really is like, I don't know very p- few people who are like, Oh yeah, I only watch, like, I just watch Roni and that's it. It's like, if someone's a Bravo person, it's like, Oh yeah, I watch every single housewife franchise. Like I, there's some people that we've never met in person, but like we will DM them all of our thoughts about the show. Cause it's like, you're so invested in it and it's, it's weird. But like, once you start in on it, you just like, you can't, you just go all in on Bravo. I feel like. And so it's like, it's your yeah. duty. It's your duty yeah. <laughs> to go. You know, if you like these shows, you owe it to like, I, I had a huge blind spot and did not watch married to medicine. And then I was not shamed, but I was shamed myself. I was like, how dare I, missed this huge gap. And what, what was I doing? I I guess I was like having a life at some point, but now I'm like, there's no excuse for this. And I started watching it and it was amazing, but I was like, you gotta things that you love. You have to, I mean, what are they? You have to water plants and all that stuff. We have (laughs) to keep growing, you know? Um, It is weird with Bravo. Cause like, I do think I'm going to kind of contradict what I said. I think you start out like gravitating towards one or two franchises and then you're like, okay, I'll watch like for me, it was like, I liked OC in New York. And I was like, I'll watch Shaw's a sunset, but I didn't do like Atlanta. And I wasn't like avid pump, like watching Vanderpump rules and stuff. And then like, 
slowly you add one more on there. And before, you know, it's like every single night you have like a show. You're like, well, I can't miss it. I can't, I don't want to hear what happened later and it'd be spoiled for me. See, project runway was my introduction to Bravo. I like, oh, wow. loved That's like a- project runway and top chef. Those were like kind of my crack, <laughs> my <laughs> gateway drug. <laughs> What's well, like um, Top Chef is actual talent, like runway yeah. and Top Chef, like are talented, talented things. So it's so hard to co- put them sometimes in comparison with like people that work at a bar. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, and I remember working with, you know, so a group of girls um, who loved Vanderpump Rules, but I didn't, I loved Bravo, but I, I was like, no, you know, I don't know what this is all about. It took me at least season three, I think before I got into it, but yeah, I mean, once you start, you can't stop. And it's quality television, in my opinion. Abby and I are hate watching The Bachelor right now. And oh, God, it-, it like it like basically reinforces why we love Bravo so much more. Fake or not, re- whatever it may be, we love what's being produced there. I'm so glad you said that I hate watching The Bachelor. Like I'm I'm I don't know why. Like I'm not nobody's going to punish me if I don't watch it, but for some reason I'm watching it. And then like, I hate it the entire time. I'm, I'm upset at myself, but I keep watching it. There's not like, but it is so bland. Matt James. I'm sorry. I know he's hot ladies and guys, you know, like, but he is so bland to me. There is no magic except that like he can wear clothes like really extremely well. And uh, yeah, I'm not ignorant to that fact, but it's just, it's so bad. And then like, Chris Harrison's got himself in this, this whole thing now. And now the, even the finale of the, the bachelor, he is not hosting and they're going to do a discussion on race, which is amazing. But I was, I had this thought this week of like, my God, we're taking more care of bachelor nation than we are our own nation. Like we're putting so much work into these, these kind of guys that are like half wits. And it's like, we've got real stuff to do. And yet we're taking the time to make sure bachelor nation is healed. Yeah. Well, so I gave up on the bachelor when it was the whole, um, what was his name? The guy, Melissa and Molly, he like, he gave Melissa the rose. And then at the, after the rose thing, he told Molly, he wanted to date her. They got married. They have two kids. Like (laughs) that whole thing to me, I was just like, oh, this is so like ridiculous that I was like, "I'm, I'm giving up on it. And so I started watching again this season And it was just, it's been so terrible. I mean, Matt has no chemistry, personality, charisma. They could, I've never seen someone so just like hot, like by appearance, but then so nothing else. I feel like so much of it is reality TV, but him stoned or drunk or whatever on Watch What Happens Live, I could watch that all day. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Vanessa, when I almost spit out whatever I was drinking at the time when Andy said, you're you live with Tyler Cameron. Have you guys ever blown each other? Did you? I was like, what? I I was like, I could not believe Andy said that. I was I I was taken aback. But that 22 minutes of Watch What Happens Live was better than the whole season of The Bachelor. Ten times better. It's. I also say I get a little uncomfortable watching some of these challenges that the women have, like them fighting. And you know, I they, at the I just finished. I was watching the. The rose, I don't know. The women tell all. The women tell all. Yeah, last. Yes, thank you. The women tell all, and they're showing like unseen footage, and they're drinking like raw eggs, and I'm just and the the bugs, the spiders. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just think we're better than that. I don't. I just. Well, I mean, women or the Bachelor franchise. 
all of it, I guess. I just think it's weird. It's weird to me. And maybe I'm making it too serious. And maybe no, no, no. But I mean, raise and some empowered chicks. But I'm just like, no. No, I mean, I don't. I I feel like it's just a weird like pandemic. Like I I thought the 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 season at La Quinta with Claire and Dale and then Taisha coming in. I thought that was like really kind of like a kind of cool summer camp vibe that I actually ended up digging because it was so bizarre. But this is like. I don't know. It's like, there's like kind of a gloom over. It's like sadness, not that they're sad, but I'm sad watching it. I don't know. But what do you got? We've talked about this before in terms of Bravo and bringing race into it. And I think Bravo has handled this like really, really, I think, I think very well and like starting to like get better and better. But what do you think when it does hit something like bachelor nation, which I, I just, I keep laughing every time I think of bachelor nation, but what do you think when show like the bachelor does it? We actually had this talk with Monty from mixing with Monty. Uh, I was like DMing her and I just said, I get they wanted to have like, I think it's great. They're like, we want to have some diversity. So we're going to have, you know, our first black bachelor. But like, couldn't we have picked somebody that had like more personality? And she said that there were men from other seasons. seasons there was a guy that, from two seasons ago yeah. that would have been great. Well, apparently he, so this is where it gets like interesting. Like colorism. He's too dark. Matt James is biracial. Oh. He is a lighter oh, I didn't black even... man. And so she was kind of like opened my eyes to it. I'm like, that's kind of some bullshit though. If it's like, oh, we're going to be like diversity, but don't worry. They're going to be kind of on the lighter side. They're going to have no personality, but we got our first black guy. Like, I almost feel like it's a slap in the face. I, I think personality is like, I mean, I have to believe like, I'm like, personality is number one, <laughs> screw looks, it's all personality. But I mean, it is a slap in the face a little bit. I mean, I think for me, so here's the thing. I try to look at things in perspective and it's not going to be hundred percent perfect. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I, they, we got a back black, black bachelor. We have a group of diverse women across multiple ethnicities and um, different backgrounds. So, you know, I'll take it like whether it was, it felt a little checking the boxes, I'm still going to take it because at least it's a step forward and they're actually practicing a little bit what they're preaching where I have problems with it is that Chris Harrison interview with, um, Ra- Rachel. Yes. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, where then to me just completely feels inauthentic and disingenuous when you have the face of the whole thing, not even practicing what he's preaching. So I'm like, you're just, then to me, it takes away everything that you've done. In my opinion, it like basically like discredits everything to me, at least because he's like the president of the bachelor nation. And he's so involved, you know, from the beginning. And I was talking about this with somebody this week where it was like, this guy, I mean, it's really, it's really I mean, it's dangerous what he said and, and in a flippant way uh, and then thought afterwards that he had a great conversation. He's like, we had a great back and forth. And then I think now he's realizing that, like, you never want to give your em- employer uh, um like, you know, you never want to let them see what it's like without you there, because first off, the Bachelor franchise, first and foremost, is a money making franchise. You know, without Chris Harrison, 
you lose like, uh, you know, uh, I guess a piece of the show's history, but you also produce the show for so much cheaper. And, you know, you never, I, I feel like that is just, and he knows it. Like as an actor in Hollywood myself, the job that he got, it is one in a million opportunity, one in a million for him to have work this long and for him to blow it in this kind of weird, cocky race. I mean, it just, it really was just so disappointing. And I know, I hope he actually is learning. I always kind of get skeptical when they're like, I'm going to take time to learn. Like, how long is this time? How long, what can we, are we in on this process? Is that a reality show itself? You learning? But he knows, I mean, this is just a really huge screw up on so many levels for him. I mean, I think the fact that he doubled down so much on so many of his comments, I don't know. I, I honestly, though, like Abby and I talk about this all the time. I, I do think we need to get in a place where we start to see people, aside from being held accountable and not being on the final, in this instance, the final Rose interview. I do think it'd be more interesting for viewers to see someone being held accountable and kind of learning and, you know, having an actual conversation. Um, I forgot. I forgot the guy's name who's going to take place of him. Yeah, um, um, he's uh, great and I feel horrible. He hosts that segment um uncomfortable conversations with a black man. But I think it would be really amazing good. if yeah. he sat down and like I mean, they don't need to do this fully like even if they took ten, 2 minutes and the core pieces of the things he said and he's like, "Listen, dude, this is why this is bad." And like I think it'd be refreshing if they spent even 5-10 minutes of just having a conversation. Um, I think he, I think Chris, if anything, would owe that to all the other former black bachelor, bachelor, bachelorette contestants. I just think that to me would feel so much more authentic. And I think it also gives people grace that it's okay to mess up and it's okay as long as you're being held accountable and you understand why. Yeah. I would love it if there was like a panel and it was all of the former black bachelor, bachelorette contestants. And they told Chris like how that made them feel, why that was like problematic. And he kind of had to like face the music in a way and not like, you're such a dick. Why would you say that? But like really see from people that he's gotten to know through this process and through this show, like how that was hurtful and then kind of like grow from it. Um, Cause I do think like there is like, we talk about cancel culture a lot and it's like a catchphrase that I feel like it's kind of getting annoying, but there is a sense like every time someone messes up, it's like, well, just fire them, get rid of them. And it's like, well, at some yeah. point everyone's going to be afraid to talk and then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and I say stupid stuff all the time on this podcast, you know, like I say genuinely stupid things, but you know, what's cool about the, my audience is that sometimes if I say like, um, I said something in regards to having seizures, cause I said somebody was like a, a bright, you know, and somebody wrote me, um, that, uh, is an epileptic and said, you know, this is kind of the, this, you know, and it, it kind of hurts to hear. And I was like, Oh my God, well, that's an easy fix. I had no, you know, like didn't even, uh, but it, you know, the things that I don't think about that just come out of my mouth, but it's like, well, cool. What an opportunity. I'm sorry that I've hurt somebody's feelings in the, in the, but like, what an opportunity to be able to learn from something. If you're willing, if you're willing to listen, you know, are you willing to learn? I think that's why I like not to like go totally off subject, but like there's been certain shows, I guess more in 2020 in the last year that I have loved. And I think it's because it's a look into like a group of people that maybe I haven't had a lot of exposure to, or, or I don't know a lot of people. And like, I think about like deaf, you love on the spectrum. Like, Oh, deaf, you was amazing. Deaf, you yeah. was amazing. And I like love on the spectrum. I was obsessed with it. And it like, just kind of opened your eyes more, I guess, to people that are different from you. And like, 
I don't know, maybe more shows like that. And like in the bachelor, maybe can pivot, not saying like, it has to exactly like mimic that, but could pivot and have some of that, like have, have more of like the race conversations on there. And they had a few this season and I think they are moving in the right direction, but like, I just think those type of shows are just so much more impactful and people enjoy them more because it opens your eyes in a very like non in your face way. Yeah. I mean, I think reality shows and even documentaries work best when you can get a peek into a group of people or a world that you do not know exists, but you all have these commonalities that you see like deaf you or even love on a spectrum. I'm like, oh my God, that one dude that was just like wanted to be married. It was his life to be married. <laughs> Michael. So like, I was like, but we all know that feeling. We yeah. all, like, I mean, it's like, I don't have to be autistic to understand what this man is saying about love and marriage and things like that. You're like, I it shows us our common bonds, you know, at the same time though, even like on something silly, like not silly, but real housewives of Salt Lake city, we got to learn more about Mormon religion. We got to, you know, have this backdrop of religion that I was completely there. I was completely here for that because you're like actually learning about something at the same time. Like, Oh, well I, I do that too. You know? Yeah. And Atlanta, I think did it too with uh, even though Bolo. With Bolo, uh, with, Bolo. <laughs> with Black mean, Lives Matter and, yeah. you know, speaking about um, the verdict for Breonna the, Taylor, yeah, speaking yeah. About Breonna Taylor, the one miss on Atlanta was the party with the images I could have oh my done God. without. Vanessa, that was but, like, that, I was like, Portia, would she even really want, like they had print up, printed up these fancy things for like 10 people. And I'm like, this is not like, I mean, her work, she's not asking to be celebrated for. She's doing this, you know, a service and we're, we're putting her up on a pedestal rather than the people that yeah, she's representing. Yeah, I think it's positive intent. I just don't think you exploit people and use it as party decor <laughs> where I had, you know, a problem. But I don't think that takes away from anything that Portia and the franchise is doing in general for Black Lives Matter and the real and candid conversations that they're having with each other. I mean, I think it was a mistake, a mishap, and I'm sure it'll come up in the reunion, maybe. maybe. Atlanta's had to walk this really fine line this season, and I think they're really kind of finally hitting their stride. I mean, you know, and and, and just like the mixture of humor with the ladies, the mixture of actually like social justice that they've been having to deal with, introducing new characters. They've really had a, a quite a few things that they've had to accomplish this season, and I feel like they're finally getting like where it feels like a well-oiled machine because that Bolo During a pandemic. Too. I, yeah, I mean, so many things. Um, what are your guys? Are you uh, are you big Summer House fans? I think you are, right? We, we do are. love yeah. Summer House. <laughs> Vanessa's like, we do. I mean, considering the shop, but conversation that we were just having, yeah. and you know, I sharing, I drew peanut. I had a penis on my chest. I mean, <laughs> very. We're very on brand for Summer House. Is Carl the perfect man? No. Why? Not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He's not, I think not for me. He's don't get me wrong. Carl is great. He's reformed. And I love a man who's been working on himself, but I don't know. Not, I mean, not for me, you, Abby, go forward. I think he might be. So here's, here's some things to consider with Carl. Not only is he now like a good guy, he's making the bed, which like, honestly, like I make the bed every single day. And like, if my husband would make the bed three times a year, like I would be thrilled. So if he's listening to this, just make the bed Wouldn't um, be crazy. If he's a listener and then he's like, Oh my God, my wife's on. Yeah. Weird. You were on the on Ryan <laughs> Bailey show. <laughs> uh, but so the fact that he like makes the bed, I love that. I think he's just like a good guy. I like that. He's kind of like made himself better, 
but also to be a little bit vulgar. He's also been around the block. So I think he knows what he's doing in the bedroom, but he's going to be a faithful, good guy now. Like what more could you ask? I'm for? surprised you're missing the biggest thing being a mama's boy. You being a, boy well, mom. yeah, he's, he is a mama's boy. And I love that. Yeah. As a boy, mom, like I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. And like, that's like, I, 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 I did. I, I love that. I mean, but that was the thing, like with Carl, like, I don't, you know, it's just funny that we give men credit for like the smallest things. Like, oh my yeah. God, you made your bed. Like, that's just genius. <laughs> Who would have thought, you know? And then like, I'm drinking water. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, but even like, we got to see him access emotions this week because, you know, his brother passed away, which was horrific. And then, but then again, I was like, oh my God, this guy has it all. Like girls are going to be saying that he's like, he has access to his emotions now. Like, I'm like, next episode, is he going to like have some kind of flying power or something? He just gets better and better. Um, but Vanessa, you don't think he, are you more of a Luke lady? No, I just think Car- Carlito, I don't know. I think there's still a fuck boy in there. Um, just waiting but, to get out. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm definitely rooting for him. I love, you know, I love, uh, someone reinventing themselves. I'm all for it. I just am not fully convinced, but I'd love to look at him. I, I love to look at him. Okay. So you have to pick a summer house guy. Yeah. You, you have, have to pick you ha- that you're going to hook up with. Who is it? It could be past. And it could also be, you know, it doesn't matter if like Kyle's in a relationship, you could choose him. Anybody you could do Steven from the past cast. Um, you know, I, my mind immediately went to Luke, which kind of grosses <laughs> me out. You're a Luke lady. You're a Luke interesting. Lady. I never big of a fuck boy. He is, but you know, for a one night stand, Luke, it is. Yeah. It's not bad. Carl, mean, Carl, I feel like I would like, like, you know what I mean? Carl's like a long-term, like I would like, be in it I for marriage like with Carl. Like I would like, Oh my God. Abby like just him. said, I would be in it for marriage with Carl. I oh would, my God. I feel like it I would wouldn't be a one night. <laughs> I would fall in like with Carl where, whereas Luke, I feel like it could be very like for what it is. Yeah. Um, Sierra is a falls into this kind of interesting thing. I think with Bravo celebrities this year where it's like, I'm like, why, why are you on the show? You like have a good life. You're like, seem like you're kind of, you seem like you handle situations very well. Like you, you know, real job, real person. You, you know, you saw Luke uh, yelling at Hannah. So you kind of like a pushback on Luke. Like I'm not into this anymore. Like, like almost like, like Tiffany moon, uh, like Leva, like I mean, why is Sierra there? She's fucking hot. No, the thank hottest, God she is. The I hottest. I mean, Dolores is up there for me, but if I'm doing age range, hottest 20 something, I'm Bravo. She might be the hottest Bravo celebrity. I mean, I think she is flawless. Yeah. Those I mean, boobs. she's beautiful. Ryan, but, but I mean, I, we're asking I, you. So, oh my God. Okay. So, not to be like a guy and all that stuff. No, I know. I, thought, I mean, I thought, I'm asking you. I thought those were fake. Like I, I same. Thought, yeah. But even even when she was on the beach and they were like, "Yeah, I don't mind you touch it," I thought those looked like I mean, like great fake boobs. But I thought they were fake. And then she was like, "No, they're real." And then it made me question everything I've ever learned in my life. You know, <laughs> it's you not know, fair. She's 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 awesome. I do like have you know similar thoughts, but. I don't know. I thought you were going to say I have similar boobs. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, Abby, you think I would be on a podcast? And that's, and that's, you guys, that's why, that's why the Patreon boobs. This would Uh, be a different Instagram account. There's a Patreon exclusive. That's the only fans. fans Oh my God. Real moms only, real moms only fans. That would be really something (laughs) down the line. I mean, there's an audience for everything, but 
she's she's a babe she knows I mean she's like I can always be a nurse and it sounds like she did be in the nursing job more for her mom she says she loves it and to me this is like a pivoting to something else like I see that with Tiffany Moon she talks about it on the show she's like she loves I love Tiffany doctor, I love but Tiffany. it sounds like she wants to pivot to something more I'm sure she has a whole plan I can picture Tiffany with her Excel spreadsheet and figuring <laughs> everything know. out Leva with her businesses she's gonna be like the Lisa Vanderpump of Charleston, you know, they all they're thinking big, picture. big time. And they don't need the, I love ladies that don't need the show. You kind of get the sense in certain ladies where they're like, you need the show. Like you are desperate for the show and you are probably scared. You're not going to get a contract. And I love like people like Leva people like, you know, t- like where they're like, I mean, Tiffany, I'm scared. She won't come back for another season of Dallas. I'm scared. She will choose not to, you know, I think she'll come back. I really, really hope so. I think she'll come back too. I think that, I mean, I think they need her um, probably more than she needs them, but I do love the people and it's not even because they're rich, although that is part of it. I mean, I think there was something about in the beginning when the show started, it was just people that were just so wealthy that like majority of us couldn't even fathom that last lifestyle. And that's what made it so interesting. And it feels like now a lot of these people coming on want to be on the show to have extra rich. wealth and get rich. <laughs> and it's like, that's a different type of show. I think it's called the bachelor. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, bachelor nation is filled with that. Yeah. yeah. But for Bravo. So that's why I do like the people that are like, you get a sense of like, I don't need the show. If you fire me, I'll be fine. Like I love those people because there is a sense of confidence with them and they don't play for a storyline or play to like get their seasons renewed. They just make really good TV. Yeah. Um, are you guys watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht? No, because we didn't get a swag bag and I'm still pissed. That's what I was going to ask you guys about. Did you get the swag bag? <laughs> no, we did so not. I didn't get the swag bag either. And uh, it is a bone. I've not spoken publicly about this, even though people have DM me. Ryan, why didn't you get a Below Deck Sailing Where's Yacht bag? Robe? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where is my, it turns out I have skin that would fit on a robe. And I, I think I would want you to join in with me on this. We need to get some white hats. And every time we see these gra- gift bags going out, we go, we love our gift bag. And we, uh, with a Sharpie right below deck sailing yacht. And they go like loving this gift bag. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm t- like, you guys have a huge account. I have a, a decent size account and a nice podcast audience. Why do people dislike us? Who's in charge of this? I want to know, is this Patreon or is this your main feed? This is main feed. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I was just going to be careful about what I say. Now, watch no, out. No, no, no. Uh, well, I <laughs> guess I'll just say, like, I want to know, like, a look into Bravo's, like, head as to why they pick certain accounts. Like, because there is, like, people like, oh, it must be, like, a huge following. But there are some that get picked time and time again that have a much smaller following than others that are great people that yes. are, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I under, you know, but it is, it is a very interesting process that and it's kind of nice. Cause then I'm like, well, I mean, I can just continue to really ruthlessly make fun of people like maybe, and that maybe that's why, but you guys are actually nice. I mean, I'm a nice person inside, but I can be harsh, you know, in joking about certain people. I think you're nice. Yeah. I think you're well, really nice. <laughs> well, yeah. That's kind of this whole podcast was just so I could get you guys to say that I was nice, but, but I do get sometimes when I get like, I, really have dedicated my life to this and uh, a below deck sailing yacht gift bag would have made it all worth it. You know, 
I mean, when I started seeing coming, yeah, that's true. Oh, you think so? You think they're just a secret? I don't know. I mean, again, this is like the optimist in me. I'm like, it could still be. Vanessa really, Vanessa is the eternal optimist and you're kind of like weirdly perfect. And you, Abby, you are in a way too, but Vanessa, like, (laughs) she's like, she's like, you know what? I want to think on the bright side of this one. And I want to think on, you know, there is like this, it's like really almost like, well, I want to be a better person because of you, you know, not to crash this image, but I'll say when you get Vanessa drunk, she is very salty and spicy. Like she will. Yeah. I've okay, seen so her. Don't let this image fool So Abby, you. you're I, saying this is a fake Vanessa. This completely, is not real. Okay. That's I'm just kidding. <laughs> comes out um, after being overserved. And I have been told, I've t- asked, told someone to get a bigger dick once so bigger dick once it wasn't bolo we know that right it wasn't bolo (laughs) it was a new year's eve at a bar and this guy (laughs) was in my space and i just we started exchanging words and i told him to get a bigger dick and all these years later he's my husband but there's still optimism (laughs) during the day it can go away but it's been a minute since i've really cut loose um how much longer do i have you guys for because it's already almost been an hour and i want to make sure i know you have family lives but what do you have oh we're good yeah okay well no i mean vanessa Vanessa, like i'm peace i'm done i'm done (laughs) no i'm good i I said that dick thing so yeah yeah okay um let's get to a fun topic something that i think we all know and love i was on your account earlier and i saw um a horrendous thing i saw a man sitting next to a robert de niro chair uh, uh, like a, a, stu- a set chair and it was Jax Taylor in overalls saying something like uh, pr- pr- like just another day in the office or that something like that. That reminds me, I have a meme that's that, that I'm like, oh, do I post <laughs> that now while I'm thinking, while we're talking about this? But Please, yeah. like let the art flow while, while yeah. we talk, you know? <laughs> um, what, what, guys, what is happening? Like, so Ra- he's on Randall's set? I don't know. He also like says something about being the product- producer life. Like I... He's like set life. This He's is, riding yeah. on Rand's coattails, yeah. like hard. But what happened to the begging HGTV and the man cave and like all of that stuff? Like what happened to that? Now it's like he's off that and he's on to this. I'm like somebody said Randall maybe made him a producer on this movie, which is like what? And is he acting in it? Like why was he wearing the overalls? Like just because you're a producer, you don't have to dress the part. If we get to see a Jax Taylor, Robert De Niro scene, I'll die. I'll die. It just, it's like, so not fair to the people who actually like work their asses off to like, like yourself, like, you know, yeah. yeah. To, to be there and just like, oh yeah, my, you know, my wife's friends with, you know, Rand's fiance. So here we are. I don't know. Like, I don't believe any of this is true. This all feels very social media job with the hockey team to me. Like, I think he posts stuff. He tries to make it seem like it's happening. He had like, he posted something a while ago about like a film crew following him around but like they were just trying to shop he their shooting, own. But, yeah, he was shot. But also there was one time he was like sh- back on set and he was just shooting cameos. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like he just wants people to think he's making TV. So they're like, oh, yay, Jackson, Brittany are coming back. Are they getting their own show? Because there were a lot of rumors that they were trying to pitch a show yeah. about themselves moving back to Kentucky and like he's doing. A, I mean, he's a pathological liar well everybody see that everybody gives him grace which i don't think he has earned you know like i feel like he like everybody's like he you know like he's always like quote unquote a work in progress you know but like somebody like carl i believe somebody like jacks i don't but like i could go in front of the warner like i could drive to warner brothers right now take a picture in front of it and go like 
another great day at the office. <laughs> you know, like I could post that and nobody, people would just assume like, holy crap, he booked something, you know? It's like that show. What is it fake famous or whatever? That's where they what like I was just thinking. Yeah, like, they should test oh, on out. HBO. Yeah, the HBO yeah. document. What I if live... it gets you something that you book on someone, you know? I'll talk to you guys later. I got to go. I I live by that pink wall that they talk about in fake, fake famous that everybody comes. And it is true. It is even in a pandemic, everybody is always taking pictures out there. Like it is just like, everybody just uh, loves it so much for some reason. It is always the weirdest thing to see. Um, but yeah, the, the culture is completely, I, I'm just, I'm, you know, my feelings on Jax, but like, as here's the, this is the other question is as mothers, that has, you know, you, you guys have been pregnant before. Have you been seeing the pictures he's been taking of Brittany? So, I mean, this, I'm, I mean, like I'm seeing, I'm seeing these and I don't feel they're right. Are they right? No. Well, first of all, I will say everyone carries each pregnancy differently. I feel bad for her. She is clearly like very, very swollen, which happens. Like you can see it in her face and her nose and all but like, yeah, I feel like he finds the most unflattering angles and like, that's the picture he posts. Yeah. Like, and we're also blocked. We're blocked. Oh yeah. Us. We are blocked by him, but I walk, I follow him on my personal. It is so sad. So many people will DM me his stories and it, you know, it's like, you know, story not available. Cause he's blocked me. And I always have to remind he's blocked me. Can you just tell me what this is? You know, do like, you know who else blocked us though? And people will send us his stories. Cause they think it's so ridiculous. Jim Edmonds blocked us. Uh, see Jim Edmonds <laughs> cares so much he we like you guys aren't the first people that has told me that Jim Edmonds has blocked them and you guys know he has the same he or I don't know if she still does he has the same crisis PR counselor as Stasi does oh really interesting yeah. like like he cares he cares a lot about what the bravo immunity thinks Which is about funny, him. in interviews he acts like he could care less yeah. don't know that. don't know about this yeah it uh but I, uh, the Brittany thing, like I, I, as a man, I'm like, I, you're supposed to ask the female, like, is this okay to post? Like, is this okay? Like, uh, you know, especially during pregnancy, I would think like, is this okay? Like, wouldn't he wrote a love letter to Randall Emmett on his Instagram the the other day for his, like, like, I love you so much. Did you guys read this? No, no. I mean, like I said, we haven't. I'm talking a huge, I read this on yesterday's show and I'll just, I'll give you like some highlights from it just to get your reactions. Cause I was blown away by the artistry of this. Um, I'm looking okay. it up now. Okay. He says in life, we meet so many people, some come, some go. <laughs> I have been lucky enough to have a lot of great men in my life that I can call brothers and that I would go to war for. Like nobody's asking Jax to go to war. And he goes, this man is one of them. And it's a picture of him and Rand on set. He goes, we have one of those friendships that are just easy. Our wives tell us every day how similar we are. And I couldn't agree more. I look up to you constantly. We call each other just about every day to vent about things and talk about our future. We don't judge each other. We don't argue, which is weird because we are both extremely hard-headed. You have taught me so much in the past five years about life and recently about becoming a father. You are one of the best fathers I have ever met, and your girls are becoming such beautiful little women because of that. If I am half the father you are, I will be forever grateful. You have taught me how to be selfless and to always remember life is short. Sometimes that gets us in trouble. Wink. You are the most generous person I have ever met, not only to your friends, but to complete strangers, which I've witnessed firsthand. 
I am so proud of your recent accomplishments. I cherish our friendship every day and look forward to us growing old together. Rian's already old. Wait, did you see Rian's response? No, I am, it was his I am moved please by your. Yeah. I want this to be like please. A this, this should be a it's new like, segment where we just read yeah. Jax Taylor and Randall Emmett stuff. So this is like, like love letters. I don't yeah. know if you ever see that play. It's called Love Letters. This is great. So he says, I'm moved by your words, my friend. Your, and I just want to point out as a, as a journalism person, it's Y O U R. Like it okay, should be okay. you are, but you did it wrong. So you're going to be an amazing father, and I cannot wait to watch you raise your son. You're going to be an amazing father, but this time he spelled it correctly. <laughs> Thank you for your friendship. Hashtag grateful. <laughs> like, what? you know, what? who is, wait, by the way, also who is looking up the hashtag grateful and they're like, what is this nice, nice yeah. back and forth? Um, the same people who do, what is it? Live, love, laugh, live, live laugh, uh, love. Yeah. Yes. That one. I have never looked up a hashtag. Like I, I use hashtags and I kind of use them jokingly, but I do, I've never looked up like podcast hashtag, you know, like there, but there must be people that are out there doing that. But I just, I need the Jack saying it infuriates me because he was probably on set with Randall while he was writing that, you know, like I'm going to get like, he could walk up to Randall and tell him personally, you know, this and make him uncomfortable. Not like ass kissing, like by the book, this is ass kissing, let me this is what he's good. Tales. This is what he's amazing at, you know? Yeah. Like, let me convince you that you're the number one guy in the group. <laughs> I mean, it's. But you write that page about Randall and then you're posting shots of Brittany that like is pregnant, like in, and, and looks very like Brittany, I gotta say, looks very happy. She's like, you know, but like he's posting things that I don't like. Did you guys see the one with her on the the table at the, uh, the, the gyno uh, last week where it was like kind of an upskirt of her just like laying there. And I was like, what the hell? And he's I, like, I, I mean, it was <laughs> like, the guy knows enough on certain things or like knows how to lie his way, but like he all of a sudden doesn't know how to not post an unflattering photo of his pregnant wife. Like this has nothing to do. And this is why like people were like a couple people were confused. Cause I posted Jack's like I said, uh, pics of Jack's on his baby moon. And I had him like, 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 like pregnant and fat, you know, and people thought I was making fun of like a couple of people thought I was making fun of fat people, which I was like, okay, fine. But like, no, I'm making fun of like, could you imagine if there was a science available that men could get pregnant and Jax was pregnant and then like just his significant other was just posting random photos like it wouldn't feel amazing, but yet he is doing this to his wife that he like performatively loves on social media day in day out. I just feel like it is so unbalanced, you know. I feel like Brittany loves it though. Like, she, I think for her, oh, Jax, you love me finally. Love you love me finally. Her love language is Instagram photos and Instagram stories. So I feel like this is all part of their brand and their people exclusive. That's going to come out when that baby pops out. So I feel like their PR person is like, all right, you guys are going to the doctor, like document everything that you're doing. Like I see it in that sense, but also I would cut a bitch if my husband. (laughs) There we go. Feed into that anger, Vanessa. Get into that anger. If there was an unflattering angle but I also think I so with me or Camila I was probably as swollen um as Brittany like towards the end like I was yeah I think you were like and it's one of those things you don't realize how swollen you are until afterwards because it is so true moment 
Yeah. Like you're in it and you're like, okay, I don't, I, I, I look all right. Like you kind of like have a pep talk with yourself. <laughs> and then like six months later, you're like, holy fuck. I was <laughs> so I feel like Brittany has kind of done that. Like where she like has self-love she's like I'm growing my baby it's my first one I really love him and probably doesn't think about it I also I just Jax is one of those people so for me my biggest pet peeve is when men say we are pregnant I'm like no no she is pregnant you you as a group we are expecting a baby that's fine but like and he like he'll post stuff like he posted this one picture a couple months ago and it showed a dad like holding a stroller carrying all the shit and like just like breaking oh, the, a car- sweat. The, the cartoon yeah and the yeah, mom's yeah. holding the baby and i was like first of all that never happens like i talk to any mom and like you break a sweat just getting the, all the stuff packed together as like your husband's like what's taking so long you know so like <laughs> jack's like has no clue but he's already making himself out to be this martyr and he hasn't even had a kid yet he hasn't really had to do anything that's like harder challenging throughout this pregnancy. Like she's the one who's miserable, who's pretty much, she said like has thrown up every day since she found out she was pregnant. I don't know. I just can't like, I think he just wants to make it about him. Well, he, oh, so, oh, wait, oh that's, that's yeah, a he new wants thing. To glorify his dad. Like, yeah. Some of it is, I mean, here comes sappy Vanessa, but this is like him glorifying his dad. I think like, I think he takes so much ownership in that. And with his father's passing, I feel like he's channeling that energy, this which is, is a very therapy, Vanessa. Yeah. Out. I mean, that, that's very real. Like the, the father thing is very real. I think it's sometimes a little performative with like how the show used it with his box and his fireball bottle and, you know, like sometimes I just sometimes get weirded out when it'll be like his like dad, look at me right now. You know, and it's like your dad's not on Instagram, you know, like he's not <laughs> like you can't he's not seeing this. So it's sometimes reads performative. And that's where like kind of my dark heart will be like, I don't buy this, even though maybe maybe it's completely real. Maybe I'm completely wrong. It's just that we've seen with Jack's time and time again. Um, I just find that part sometimes a little weird. Um, I've asked this of all my guests how soon into this baby coming out of Brittany will Jax do a skin on skin photo day one? Yeah. It'll happen within two hours of the birth. I think. Yeah. I mean, completely. Did you guys see the, uh, the pregnancy photos? The, the, Mm -hmm. the, did you see like he was giving blue steel? I was like, his baby (laughs) is like, but it's like, is it, I mean, I know the baby making is intense for ladies, but like, he was like, I was like, gee, what did this baby do? I was like, it looked like, like he was like posing for like a spy thriller or something, you know? I didn't look at it that closely, but Ryan, I feel like you need to have a segment on your show called like the art of Jack's like you, (laughs) you dissect. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is a passion of mine. It's a hobby, (laughs) if you will. I mean, and I I was joking about this last because somebody was like, what, (laughs) there will always be one person on Instagram or something that'll be like, what's your deal with him? What are you all right? Like, I mean, like, cause it's like, I'm like, well, yeah, but, and I'll try to explain it at the end of the day. I always tell people I'm the loser in this situation, but I am, if you look at human behavior, he has the most fascinating human behavior of oh, any yeah. kind of just in how he treats people who he chooses to like and dislike his, like all of a sudden turning on Sandoval this year was interesting after Sandoval was like, I bought you this store signed by Randy Jackson because you love the movie. Like he was like going through all this trouble and he still found ways to shit on Sandoval. I just, I find things like very fascinating in that sense. Um, but then you move over to Sheena 
and she's pregnant as well. And she was on a trip with her, uh, her fiance or her boyfriend, Brock, um, where they were doing these really like kind of what I thought was a pregnancy photo shoot. Did you see these? Yes. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of pregnancy photo shoots recently between, um, Brittany and Jax, Sheena and Ashley Darby. I, oh, I mean, oh yeah. Ashley Darby's are actually kind of cool. I they were actually, she's the only person that could pull. Them yeah. Off. Um, it is a magical time for baby photo for, for, you know, pregnancy photos, the Sheena one though. So I thought they were like, it's like, Oh wow. They really put some effort into these photos. And then somebody on her Instagram, maybe I saw this on your page. Somebody on her Instagram was like, Oh my God, these are like, you know, your baby photo shoot was amazing. And Sheena responds, Oh no, this isn't our baby photo shoot. That's happening in a couple of weeks. These are just like for fun. And I was like, that is so Sheena to like do two productions, you know? Oh, that's just, but I've also loved the Sheena working out while pregnant um, videos. Have you seen those? No, no, I haven't. She like is working out outside and like, listen, whatever makes you feel comfortable, but she's wearing like spandex pants and a sports bra as she's working out pregnant. And it just, I don't know. I'm like, only Sheena would be like, but you just like. Like, I love, I mean, that's to me is so Sheena. And I kind of like, I don't ever like hate on Sheena or like, I don't make fun. I mean, it's like, cause it's just like, that's something that that's what makes Sheena Sheena. You know, I was just like that. She's is- good as gold. Yeah, really, honestly, <laughs> she gave us that. That's all she needs to do. We, by the way, I once almost interviewed Sheena and I was like, I couldn't talk about Vanderpump rules. And I, my pitch when she loved this was like, I'm just going to do an hour talking about your music where like I break down lyrics and I would like, you know, like treat it like a VH one behind the yeah. music thing of like, in the studio for good as gold. What was that like? Did you know you had a hit on your hands? You know, like, <laughs> um, I still want to do that. Wouldn't you just, I would love to listen to like, I would love to listen to like just breaking down each one of her songs. You, you know, you need to do that with the countess too. Like oh, when you're like money oh, can't die. That, that would be the countess. What do you yeah. mean when money can't buy me? Yeah. <laughs> like, play any instruments, uh, piano a little bit and the oboe. Oh, oh my yeah. I could picture you while you're interviewing her like playing the piano and having her sing like oh you my god oh, that I would die for that content please I Ryan. would too but see you guys are like me is that like like I love that we I was talking to, to uh one of our mutual friends about you guys the other day and and uh I was just saying I like because you guys are always you know, thriving to be better and to do more. And like, you know, like I don't get to listen to your podcast cause I don't try. To, I mean, I, I'll, cause I don't want to steal ideas. We do the like, same thing. I hate like feeling like I'm going to copy something you said indirectly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but like, I, you know, every time I see you or talk to you guys, it's like, you're constantly trying to make it better, trying to do better. And I, I I'm always like, like hats off to that kind of stuff. Like I, like even that idea of like, but that's what I want to do with, I want to do weird ideas like Countess Luann and going through like a, a song thing. Like I want to try to go a little that. bit left. Oh yeah. I mean like that, that's a great idea. Candace. I mean, to, oh my God. You could I do would... Candace. Oh my God. Coffee or no, no. Um, uh, what's her song? The, with the, where they did the Caribbean beat. Um, yes. Uh, um, I, what is it? But you, I this, don't know. this yeah. is, this is a hit. Like this, this is, is something this that will is, blow up. This, this is you where need, the, the nation needs us to be. You need like 15 minutes. I feel yeah. like when you ask for less time, they're more likely to say yes. Say so you need 15 minutes, pick two songs. Oh, 
Yeah. It is crazy. Like when the Luke thing, I was like, I thought I was like, oh, I'll get like 20. Like, cause I did Deandra and they said, you have like 20 minutes. And then they gave me like 25 or something. But like with Luke, I was like, okay, so I'm planning on like 15 minutes. And they're like, do you want 45 or an hour? And I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't even know if I have enough Luke questions for 45 <laughs> to an hour. Like, I don't, I was like, tell me more about ring making, you know? Um, no, he was actually, he was awesome. Um, uh, okay. So Okay, Sheena pregnancy. Uh, the Ashley, by the way, uh, is 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 in labor right now. Right? She had the baby. The boy. She had the. Do we know the boy's name? No, not yeah, yet. Not have yet. We, or have we got a Michael possible. Darby skin on skin photo yet? No, you know it's weird. So she should look. Okay. Michael Darby just gives me the EBGBs just because of like everything about him. But I will say the weird thing is I love Ashley Darby. So it's like a very weird I do too. It's really dynamic. Weird. Yeah. Like the, 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 the thing that it's like the Kardashians, the, the thing I dislike the most about. Like, you know, Ashley has a horrible taste in men. If Michael Darby's her, her guy, you know? I, I'm, yeah, exactly. Oh, but like lose you? a little, can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yes. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I didn't know what this meant. No, but there was a moment when, so Ashley's like putting stuff on her stories and she's like getting showered with love and it's Michael Darby giving her just like kisses all over her face. And it just grossed me out so much. But then after she had the baby and it looked like she literally just had him, like she's holding him. She still has like her hospital gown on. And she's like, he went home to baby Dean. And like, I do get it. Like, but I was kind of surprised he didn't like stick around. Well, he's got things to do. He's got work, you know. I mean, they have, they have a nanny. They have a nanny. I was going to say, that is yeah. weird. He should have definitely stuck around. I felt so bad watching Potomac this season. I always like, and I wasn't like, I know babies are perfect and stuff like that. But like, I... I didn't like Michael Darby so much that like the, like to me, baby Dean looks so much like Michael Darby that I didn't like baby Dean. I was like, I see what you're, I see the game you're pulling baby Dean, you know, like it's so, so hard. Like, and that's why like men need to like be more aware when they're fathers of like being like good people. Cause if your son looks like you, you just automatically have bad feelings for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I hope that Dean starts looking more like her. I think it's going to happen. A lot of babies look like their dads and then it changes. Um, so wait, does that frustrate you guys as, as mothers when that happens? Because you, yeah. you birth uh, them. A thousand you know? percent. I want my daughters to be my miniature versions of me. And <laughs> well, Camila, I don't, she's like, I mean, not truly a milkman baby, but like, she looks nothing like me or Kyle really, but <laughs> <laughs> Mia looks a lot more like me. Yeah, Mia um, looks like you. Yeah, Camila's, I mean, we'll see how she changes. But yes, I want them to look. She's only six months, right? Or, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memory. She's like yeah. seven months. Yeah, I don't. So my boys at first looked like my husband, but now they look almost identical to me as at that age. So oh, that's a load off. Okay. Phew. Yeah. So I mean, like, uh, I feel, but watch, I'll have like a girl and it's going to look just like my husband. Cause like I, there's something of like, I don't know. I always wanted my kids to have blue eyes and I have two boys and they have blue eyes. Cause I have blue eyes. There's, I'm not like an elitist or something. I just like, Oh, it'd be nice if they have blue eyes like me and, um, watch, I'll have a girl and she won't have blue eyes. That's what I always say. Camila has blue eyes, which is wild. Genetics is crazy. Cause I have green eyes and Kyle has brown eyes, but Camila has blue eyes. Isn't that wild? That's like, that's like the sad, like I, I, you know, don't have any children and like, that's like this, not the saddest part. Like I, but you know, there's like, you can't like treat childhood. Like I'd, I'd be curious if, but I would be curious of like, what 
traits my son or daughter would have of mine or what feature, you know, and you'd be like, oh my God, please don't get this of mine. Like, please don't get my thick thighs or please don't get my, you know, like you, I, I, I just, do you guys get scared of that sometimes too? Of like, don't, don't pick up this trait or don't, don't pick up this part of my look that I don't like. It's more personality. Like I like always, I'm like, oh God, I hope they don't get this from me. Also like when they cuss, which my kids do now more. Uh, I always, I'm like, Oh, I really like, there's certain words where I'm like, yeah, okay. They said, God damn it. That one's definitely on me. But if they say the F word, I'm always like, that's my husband. That's not me. <laughs> I think um, for me, I see more of like with me, especially I, it's not so much. Don't get this from me. It's more like, Oh shit. She got that from me. Just like her spirit. Yeah. Um, I always think about that scene in Forrest Gump at the end, you know, when he like realizes he has a child and he's like, is he, is he? And he's like, he's very smart for us. He's very smart, you know? And he's all like touched. He's like, yeah. okay, good. You know? Um, I, sorry, guys. I don't know. I, I, don't know why my, I don't know why my mind works this way. How often um, does Forrest Gump weave his way into a Bravo conversation? Oh, I love I mean, it. Constantly. With it, like, <laughs> yeah. You're my girl, Jenny. Lieutenant Dan, you got legs. Um, Okay. The, what, as we start wrapping up, uh, Stassi actually, who I don't follow, but I, I saw um, uh, maybe, God, maybe this was on your page too, was that she was talking about um, uh, getting back her pregnancy body and getting back into shape afterwards. And she's been uh, very disappointed about not being able to bounce back as quickly as she'd like to. This seems to be obviously a common theme. Is this like the number one bad thing about motherhood in the beginning? Mm, I think there were uh, so many. Me. Yeah, a Abby, there's so many first. bad things. There's so many bad things. I think. Well, so I think it totally depends. With your first, I will say I wasn't really like everyone talks about the bounce back. I wasn't so much worried about that because I think there was like it was just so overwhelming, like keeping this little thing alive, and you really, you really have no idea what you're doing. I was like, oh, your instincts will kick in, but like for me, I was like, I, I don't really don't know if this is right with my first, and then with my second, I think I had a little bit more of like. I truly know, I have truly know nothing, but everyone else knows nothing. So that's okay. So I had a little bit more confidence about it. Um, I, but I think for some people it just, it, it varies. And I think if you're someone who like her, who is more like in the public eye that it, it's going to be more of a pressure on you. I never really felt like that pressure. Like, oh, I have to get right back to where I was. Um, and I don't really not have any friends that were, but again, like we're all like, working moms in the Midwest. So I think, you know, she, it's just a little different for her. It's, yeah, I agree. It's definitely different. I mean, I think most women are thinking about, oh, breastfeeding and oh, baby sleeping through the night. Like those are the details and things that are kind of like stirring yeah. going through your mind versus bouncing back. But like Abby said, I think her being in the public image and her brand being outfit of the day and like what she looks like. Um, I mean, it makes sense. There's definitely, I, and I'm sure I, I can't attest to it because I don't live her life, but I'm sure there's a lot of pressure and um, getting back to that shape, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, it does. I mean, I, it does suck. Do you think, do you think Stassi is going to reinvent herself as a mommy blogger or something like that? She already has. I mean, I think she, she already has, I feel like she's, you know, she's trying to be real and how she feels and sharing anecdotes along the way. Like, I definitely think she's sharing that part of herself of how she's changing and how motherhood has changed her. I mean, motherhood changes everyone. 
Yeah. I wish she was just like a little bit more real. Like I think she'll touch on subjects and then like is kind of vague with them. And she also like, will always post like, Oh my God, I love this baby so much. I don't even know what to caption. Cause I just love her so, so much. And like, <laughs> that's, that's great. But like for most new moms, it's more like, I miss my old life. This thing's okay, but it's not really doing anything. And so I'm like, if, and if she's not feeling that way, then don't post about it. Like, I think well, we right, know like, Saucy. I, I mean, from yeah, the show, we like, know she is feeling that way, like, probably, you know, exactly. And like knowing what I know about her, I think she's feeling that way. And I think if she posted that, honestly, I'd be like, okay, you might convert me to being like somewhat of a supporter again, because I think there needs to be a little bit more of that realness to it. Uh, and even like with her, like wanting to ha- like bounce her body back, like I think you know, a week ago she posted she just got like clearance to start working out again. So it's like, She's only seven weeks postpartum and maybe she did think she was just going to like bounce back right away. But like, I don't know anybody who really expects that at seven weeks. So even then I was like, this feels a little bit like I'm going to try to connect with people because I know it's really hard to bounce back and I'm going to do yeah, it while I still see, haven't. I, see, that's the bad part of me. That's the horrible part of me that one of my first <laughs> thoughts was like, is she trying to like kind of get in with like, with like trying, I, I, this is why I don't like this. I don't like this part of myself, but I have to recognize that it's there. Um, do you, and this is, you know, no need. To, uh, this is just one of like Forrest Gump. I don't know why this popped in my head. <laughs> do you have to get okay to make love again? Do you, how do you know when it's make okay? Love. I didn't oh. want to say sex. Wow, or two, chicka, wow. I, with wow. you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever made yes. love, but, uh, <laughs> you know, all of my yes. children are immaculate conception. I, so six I have weeks. no idea. It's six yeah. weeks. Six well, but I would be scared. Like, how do you know if you're like, it's like calories, like they hit my body different than the next person. <laughs> Every like, person's different. I mean, I didn't want to have sex at, no. sex at six weeks and for I years, like yeah. most women <laughs> don't, but there's some people, I mean, you hear about people who get pregnant like that quickly again. Oh my God. Could you imagine what, I mean, you would be livid, right? You'd be like, you'd be like Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It happens. I it mean, happens. But yeah, i I think like they say medically you're clear. I will say like, so I had two different doctors with my first and then with my second and with my second, my doctor's like medically you're cleared, but you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And I would say don't. <laughs> but emotionally you're not cleared. Yeah. Because emotionally, I, think, yeah. I just, I mean, not to be like, but it's like terrifying to think about that after having a baby and you're so tired. Like you're getting, if you're lucky, you're getting maybe a three hour stretch of like straight sleep. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky. Well, and you're also just thinking about, oh, I got to feed the baby. Oh, yeah. I, you know, especially if you have another kid at home. Like these are things that were running through my mind after Camila. It's like, oh, Camila's got to eat. Oh, Mia has this for school. I need to remember this. Oh, I have a load of laundry. I need to do the dishes. Like these are like the running lists. That I need to write thank you notes for all the things that people yeah, have done constantly for me. Constantly going yeah. through your head. And by the time I lay in bed, the last thing I'm thinking about is getting boned. I, I'm I'm sad that you did not in think about what poor Jax is going to be thinking about during that time. You're just coming from a female perspective. Jax is going to be, I mean, did your husbands get like plenty of sleep during this time? Like, or I mean, like, were they getting full night sleeps? It's a sensitive subject. Sorry, um, sorry. No, get him in here. Kyle, get him in. Get Kyle, him on the pod. Yeah. Kyle's been scorned, and he knows better this time around. But with Mia, he would ask, like, he's he's a heavy sleeper. I feel like men have this gift of being able to sleep very heavily and deeply. They're not light sleepers. At least I haven't met a man that is, or I only sleep next to one man. That yeah. <laughs> but um, he in the and I would always get up and stuff with Mia and he would always the next day be like, Oh, so, um, how many times did she get up? 
And I'd be like, mother, uh, like you didn't know, you didn't hear her. So now he doesn't ask that question. My um, husband thought he was like, I think he's been sleeping through the night since like three or four weeks. I'm like, no, you just haven't heard him. Cause I am the one that gets up. Yeah. Now I'm thinking next week on summer house, Carl's going to be like a heavy sleeper and get praised for it. Like Carl, you just slept the hell out of that night. Good job, <laughs> bud. Um, what can men do? And I don't know how big of a male audience I have, or, you know, I'm not guessing tons, but I know I do some, like what can men do to help women while they're pregnant and after they give birth? I swear to God, I've got nobody pregnant. Yeah. I'm not asking. No, this I'm, well, I think just being there. I mean, I think I'm, we're no relationship experts, but I'll speak. To no, but you're living it. You're living. Yeah, and but it. to yeah. my experience, I think just being honest, I think as I know I'm guilty of this and I've gotten better with it, maybe a little too good at it now, but asking for what I need instead of just expecting it to happen. I think that just mitigates any arguments. So if I need Kyle to help me with dinner while well, he does dinner, but help me with the laundry and switch a load, like I will ask, like, just being more upfront with the needs that I actually have. But I also think depending on your situation, um, if you're strictly breastfeeding, I know it's harder for guys to get involved. Um, be at least be more hands-on, but there's other things you can make them do, like make them do laundry. Like I just think delegating things where you can, um, helps and just having that conversation. So you don't build this resentment because it definitely happens the first time around you hate your husband for a little bit or your, Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say too, like if, you know, like the baby's down for a nap and it's not time to feed him yet. And the baby starts crying and you're like both sitting on the couch. Like if you're the, the dad or the, the dude, um, that's not like, or, you know, I don't want like, even for gay couples, like if you're the yeah, one yeah. who's maybe not the, the primary caretaker, just like get up and go get the baby, give that person the break. I always like would say to my husband, like he'd get home, like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, well, I've been at home with this baby all day. I'm ex- like, here you go. So like, I think maybe like, don't come home and say how tired you are because like I resented that. Cause I would have loved to have gone to an office for like six to eight hours and not had to like clean poop and deal with spit up and all the stuff. So I think like, just even though you're tired and you can like have a right to your feelings, maybe just like, don't say that. And also don't say how much sleep you got with a newborn. <laughs> Almost too much sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm too tired. Yeah. I overslept. You know, you're tired when you oversleep. Um, I was in a, uh, but I will say this about men is that like, we really genuinely don't see the things that need to be done. Like I, you know, it was like when I was in, it was like, tell me like, please give me direction because unfortunately my mind is not wired in this way where, and I felt, I feel really bad about it, but I couldn't lie and just say like, I'm just thinking of shit to do. Like, but I'm good with a list. Like I'll kill a list, but then it's like, then at the same time, well, it's not some women's job to give me a list. I don't know. Anyway, it's you have to pick your battles. I mean, so much of relationship is picking your battles. Like I don't know. You just kind of give in. I, I know I have to do a list, give a list because that will free up my time. I will gladly spend two minutes writing up a list for someone else to do it for me. Yeah, seriously. I can make a list. How do you guys know. delegate? How do you guys give each other lists? <laughs> That's like the, what people always ask. Like, do you guys have set days? I'm like, I wish I could say we were like super organized, but it's more like 
if one of us is like, I feel like we go in like highs and lows. Like we're like, I feel like right now I have like had a really hard time thinking of like good posts and good memes. And like Vanessa's had like a ton coming. So like, I'm like, oh yeah, keep posting. You've got good ones. Keep going. Man. Like I feel like I really hit a, like a bad, not a bad streak, but like just really uninspired, like uninspired. It happens. Uh, where you're just like, I don't know if I'll ever find anything funny again. <laughs> like I'm posting just to post, but I don't know if I even find this funny. And I don't, it's just really bizarre how you get into rut sometimes. It's and then really, like really strange. Yeah. And then if you don't get the, this sounds so superficial and dumb, but it's true. If you put something out there and it doesn't get a bunch of likes, then you get in your head and you're like, okay, I need something that's going to blow up. I want something with a lot of likes. And you like try to force it to happen. And then nothing happens. And you get so mad at yourself. You're like, like this damn algorithm, this yeah. damn algorithm <laughs> hates me. Yeah. This is like the dumbest stuff, but this is yeah. why we're friends with you, Ryan, because we can <laughs> talk to you about this and not feel judged. Well, no, I find it kind of, no, I mean, completely like I feel like I have done everything that people say you're not supposed to do with like, I do base my value on my Instagram account and my podcast. Like that is where I derive my value as a human being. And I know that is not right. I know that it is, but like, if I get a good post and it's like got a lot of likes or somebody, I'm like, I'm not a bad person. I'm a pretty good person. And <laughs> then if I funny. get one, I get one, I'll be like, they caught on to me. They know you're a shitty person. They know it. They <laughs> caught they smell it and i'm losing people right and left like i it's like that's that's a sickness you know well then there's like moments where like you'll see different accounts post like i'm taking a break i'm like oh good for them like should i just like should we just like take a break but then it's like i get anxiety about like not doing it and being active on it even if it was like oh i'm gonna take a break for three days like i couldn't do that but then at the same time, it's like, I hate to like, I'll hate doing it for those three days. It's With weird. Like the, they need my fart jokes. They need, yeah. like the people <laughs> yeah. need my but take we're on we this. Have each other, honestly, I yeah. feel for you solo account people. Like it's, it is, I gotta say to bounce ideas off of it's a lot. And also the solo podcasts too. Like, I love these interviews because you get a bounce off of people, but sometimes it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's sometimes nice to have somebody there just to completely lean on, you know, day after day, which is, I think the, the beauty and the genius of your guys's situation. Um, uh, do your kids know each other yet? Uh, God, it's been, I mean, yeah, they it's been a while. Of each other. They haven't seen each yeah. other in a minute because of the pandemic and whatnot, but we will, I mean, I think as they get older, they'll yeah. On, a, on April Fools, you need to put out a real kids of Bravo and it just have like <laughs> you do a logo and have your kids like talk like like say Carl's a, a loser, joke. you know? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Real kids well, of Bravo. <laughs> you know what? Who there were some some of uh Vanessa's husband's friends. We were in Nashville for uh, a football game and they kept being like, We're gonna do the real men of Bravo. And they were like mocking us. And Vanessa did get kind of upset, but it was like you got a small dick, right? Yeah. Vanessa? <laughs> I think she was I was, I was like, just well, I got upset because people try to like minimize like because they're like, we'll have more followers than you in a week. And so we were like, All right, then do it, go do it. Like, let's see it. But I would like I think it'd be funny if like somebody did real dads of Bravo and it was like really two dads talking about Bravo. Like I would be, I would support that account. Thank you, Abby. Sorry, Vanessa. Abby doesn't yeah. think it's a dad joke. <laughs> um, you said real kids. 
Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, the same family. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and but but I I do like you know you notice all those accounts and like sometimes like oh there's like accounts that all team up and stuff and like sometimes I'm like that's right I'm the lone I'm the lone Bravo <laughs> account the I'm the loner the rebel the bad boy <laughs> of podcasting by himself in the wilderness posting memes you know. <laughs> um, well, you guys are amazing as always. Like I I just love this because this is was just what I I wanted just a conversation. I don't even know what we talked about, which is like what i exactly wanted did you guys have a good time oh always okay yeah. good. okay so guys you know you know them you love them their instagram account is way bigger than mine but if you don't follow them go follow real moms of bravo they are they never miss their their comedy is perfect with bravo but like i said they give you a little something more too there's like motivation in there there's tips in there um so it is definitely worth the follow but more importantly go listen to their podcast um real moms of bravo you drop episodes on on what days uh -oh. laughing because it weekly. changes <laughs> weekly. we drop so a weekly weekly podcast <laughs> uh if you hit subscribe though the beauty of hitting subscribe is that it shows up in your feed so it can be a nice surprise whenever they do decide to release um and also like i say on every person's thing that the freest easiest thing that you can do to support uh us podcasters who do this mainly for free is just go hit five stars um you might not agree with everything that we say you might not even find me funny but go hit five stars because it really does help a lot and it costs you nothing. Uh, but if you do have a couple extra bucks, go to their Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash real moms of Bravo. Correct. Yeah, you're good. And uh, they, they do have exclusives on there as well. So if you want to be part of that community, and I think it is a community worth being a part of, uh, take that extra step and do that, even though I know times are tough. So uh, is there anything else that I'm forgetting for you guys? Oh my God. No, you you're amazing. Like you're our best hype man. Yeah, no. So, I mean, Abby and Vanessa, as always, killed it. Uh, there is so much left on the table to discuss. So I hope, I mean, this is, thank you so much for taking the time because I know you are so busy, but I hope every like three or four months or five, you can come on and, and revisit us again, because I think, uh, I think we're great. So um, never so, too yeah. busy for you. Thank that's that, I'm going to get that tattooed on my That doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, uh, I think on Friday, they're going to release a new episode. You guys, you know, wait, is there anything, is there any secret special guests coming up? Is there any, we got anything in the hopper? We fly by the seat of our pants. So Whoa, yeah. rebels <laughs> like I am. Wow. We yeah, do have I mean, some, um, old school housewives that might be making an appearance in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. They're, they're not current, but they were, they had, they had their uh, time back in the day. I lie. I actually like that more than, I mean, cause you, you, they're not under the Bravo gag order, you know, we had D uh, D Dana Wilkie on and it was like hilarious. That just was chatting I, with her. I'm on Dana. I'm on somebody said, will you be on Dana Wilkie's I'm on something with Dana. Does she have a podcast? <laughs> she does. Yeah. Okay. I'm on her podcast in a couple of weeks or something. And then they, she asked to, or like the person that was representing her asked if I, she could come on mine to talk about Brandy Glanville. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. Why not? Like, sure. She like goes all in. She like really researches stuff. She's awesome. Like, she's like you great. said, yeah, she's great. Cause she's not, like you said, she's not on the Bravo gag order. She'll she tell is, you everything. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. She's great. You're going to love it. Okay. Well, I will, uh, <laughs> I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Say bye. <laughs> time and time again, I gotta turn back round and tell these hoes That I am the H and I see bitch, that's just the way it goes I be on that shit that I had you on that I don't want no more At this time I need all my freak hoes to get down on the floor If you
you came to rep your set Right now, nigga, let them know If it's jail, I get for stopping the head of the street Fuck it, I go Freak, I be out in the week Straight geeks swerving down your street In the stolen Bonneville with 23s on the feet I be on that kryptonite Straight up on that kryptonite I be on that straight up on that I be on that kryptonite On the lack, I'm flexing steel. Same price, different time. Hot song jumped on, cause he ever got sex appeal. And I keep the meanest, cleanest, baddest, spinning on stainless wheels. You care less about your genius, I bump your status, I keep the stainless steel. Betches.